you were saying. Is it recording? Yeah, yeah. Where do you want to start from? What was the question? Just start again. So, I feel I feel people are failing in the business. So if we look at look at the entrepreneurial world, everyone's trying to either be like you, Gary Vee. If we look at the fitness world, everyone's trying to be James Smith. Now, those people got where they are by knowing who they are, their message, what they're speaking to, and who they're speaking to. So they created that, they went down the path with no traffic and became known on that path as the go-to. Whereas if you look now in, the, in all those different industries, now you're getting people who are trying to just follow their way, their method, and it's not, it's not working because that path is now full of traffic. And to get seen and to get known, it, you have to work out who you are, who you're speaking to, what voice you're speaking in, who you're on, everything that is uniquely you or your brand and then carve out that path where there is no traffic and become the key to figure. And that's, that's for me, where in marketing, the business world, I'm seeing everyone fail. So like you were saying before, with the social media 2.0, that's it. The, there's no more manipulation. It's not working. It has to be inspiration. And I always tell people as well, like it's, uh, that self-awareness is so important because you've got to get the self-awareness of yourself to know what you're on earth to do so that you can then go and find other people who are doing what they're meant to do. So you're like, I'm on this planet to, 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 to speak into a camera. <laughs> so then you need to go and find someone on earth to be the best videographer in the world. Exactly. But again, if you don't know that feeling, that you, you don't know that passion in yourself and alignment, you're not gonna see it in them. But like you said, you, with guys like Tom, you've seen people, you're like, I know they're meant to do that because you know what you're meant to do. You yeah. know the feeling. And you, otherwise, you don't know that. You'll get up with people who maybe say they're that, but they really are in it for the money and will fuck you over. So I think that self-awareness is so critical so you can then find a team of other people who do what they meant to do. And, and if it's a good fit, that them doing what they need to do allows you to do what you need to do on, a, on an enhanced level. Yeah. That's your team. Exactly. Everyone in their lane, like a group of superheroes, like the Avengers, all with the superpower. But you've got to know it first, haven't you? To, to see it in them. And also to, to teach it, to bring it out of them. They totally. might know, oh, I want to do this, but they might think, well, I can't build a business out of it or make a life around it. Yeah. And you can show them, yes, you can. Totally. You just need to record me. <laughs> yeah, I was well, I was going to say, like, I, I think I'm the, the <laughs> I, I genuinely think I'm an amazing canvas. and um, like, Canvas? Canvas, yeah. Like, if you look at what I've done, I have gone through that. I built a successful business with Bodycom without knowing who I was, wasn't really aligned. And I started doing all the self work I was like, look, I, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. It's all off track. So I was trying to create this path. I was going down a path that the whole industry was going down and became saturated. And then as soon as we moved that dial, it's like, do you know what? This We're actually supposed to help people. This is the path. Cleared the traffic. And now look, the podcast, prime example. I lent into my empty path. I found my message, found my voice, found how I best do it. I think speaking for you as well. Speaking, well, that's me in a nutshell. Speaking, connecting. So it's getting the events going. Video. That was my thing, speaking. That's why from this year, I, I, I told the team, we're going to do 12, at least 12 live events this year. Totally. And, that, and we're on, well, it's April now. We've done we've done three monthly seminars already. Yeah. Taking a break this month for the retreat. And next month back in Manchester. Yeah. In fact, for me, it's speaking. Uh, I think speaking will be... Exactly. Because um, you're great in person as well and that would um, place your strengths isn't it and <laughs> really is it and record the events for your podcast so it's well it's like we were saying before we put this on record it's um everyone's over over complicating everything 
And if we look at why people have done well, they have just found their one thing and done that. And that's, that's fame, athleticism, entrepreneur. They have just found their one key attribute, how they deliver their message best and where they speak from and speak to. And that is it. But but you're able to build a company around and it then, too. Yeah, if yeah. you're an athlete or whatever, you're going to be put into a team. But if you're, that's what you got to watch, right? There's the social media guys who have great followings and money coming but in who's now. who's behind the scenes. But they have, some of them have no backup. They have no business around them. Yeah. It's just them and everything rides on them. And so the minute their account gets banned or Busy they lose their voice or whatever, it's, it's gone overnight. So it's definitely, that's the first step. But then if you then... You know, it's always like, it's, it's funny because it goes back to the spiritual needs of growing and giving. Growing gets you so far. Growing and finding your own voice, but then giving that to others to build a team around you. Then you go 10x or exactly. 100x. Exactly. I think as well, like on this on this topic, like speaking about what's currently happening as well, I'm, I'm seeing so many people are, are building businesses that they resent and they're yeah. trying to constantly reach at things to bring in and love again. And I was just sat there the other day and I was like, how can you, how you can you love your business with what, how can you, like, if you, if you don't love what you currently have? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, why, do you know why that happens, I think? I presume it's going to root back to the previous. Well, yeah, I think it's because they are, they are following too, they are following a little too much, too closely. They're people they look up to who have found their voice. Yeah. And of course, when you have your energy in alignment and you're influencing people that are not as strong-minded and haven't found themselves, you can often overpower them. Yeah. And that's when they become the copycats. Exactly. So you have all these people with businesses they resent because they've tried stealing or copying someone else's voice. We've seen that before, haven't we? (laughs) Yeah, one of their mentors or industry standards or status quo. And so they're like, oh, I'm going to be a bit like my mentor and speak like she does or I'm going to build a funnel like he's got, or I'm going to make the same product line as he has, or work with the clients that she has. And they take these little parts, and what they've got is a business with 19 layers, which are different tastes of other people, Yeah. which all work for them because they were fully in their alignment, and then, yeah, they wake up one day and they're like, this business belongs to all these other people, but none of it's me. Your audience aren't dumb as well, do you know what I mean? They know, and you will get exposed, and they will disconnect. And yeah. lose trust quick when that happens. Really do. I think that's a big thing. Like when we um, with the whole body comp thing as well. Like you got to remember, I, we built a successful following from and quite a large following off when things were a little bit in the grey zone, so to speak. So then, what we had to do was um, this was kind of a fun thing for me personally as well over the past couple of years. Is like, do you know what? I'm going to stand two feet in on this whole new thing, and then watch an audience that had grown around six packs and all that sort of stuff suddenly we're out like look this isn't actually the thing and you you have to play that battle because you have to kind of like go do you know what this is change then they'll disappear so you'll lose a load of people but it's like you shed you shed that that skin those people and new ones people come in and lift you up more so i always think that's a big thing as well like when you actually do get really comfortable in speaking that is you have to get even more comfortable with letting go and if you're gonna grow yeah Grow, Separation. Yeah. yeah but that's that's what got me and I think that's what I was uh, really worried and I saw it as well I can remember looking out at social media stats when I started doing it dude I even had about what our coaches at the time they're like they said, I never told you this oh mate so old conversation I got sat down off the the people who for example were all in on that side of the industry they're like look we, d- we don't like what you're doing coaches. everyone's complaining about it they're like this isn't the content the message that we're speaking from 
But then at the other side of the scale, I was getting all these messages like, dude, you've changed my life. The, the little message, the content. So I had the people who were closest, closest to me, like ish at that time, were just, they hated on it. And then that was the other thing was just like, I had to lean over. I was like, do you know what? This is doing what we were supposed to do. And that was a hard battle as well. But at least you've got that contrast, I, uh, which really shows you mm, which, t which tastes better. This one, okay. Well, I know now. Because if you had no negative feedback, you wouldn't actually be pushed as much, would you? No, you wouldn't know clearly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you I guys are wrong. I don't, I don't resonate with that. I'm going this way. That was a big growth curve for me because it meant I had two choices um, with the business and with me personally. It's either I took the step back and started doing the stuff that I didn't feel integral with, which was posting just about nutrition, fitness. I was like, there's more to me. There's more to what I can do, and I genuinely can serve people on a much better place here. So it was either a step back and go back to doing that stuff, being that guy, the local success fitness guy, or it's, I was just, and I just had to cut that identity. I had to let it go and then jump into, look, it's holistic. There's like it's not even letting the identity, the identity is the easy part to let go. It's the people that resonate with identity, isn't it? That's the hard part. Exactly. That, that was my it's biggest struggle. People. I think because obviously I've been ex high level gymnast I was like judged for years like even if I bent a toe so for me like the worst thing the worst thing anyone could do was like yeah we don't like what you're doing it broke me I was like oh my god but that was the biggest the biggest lesson for me over that year was that get clear 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 yeah. and when I changed uh, my branding down from going from all the working with all different coaches to fitness pros specifically that was on my mind for a while um, and for me it was like uh, the identity was easier because I already had an audience of fit pros that was kind of what encouraged me to do it uh, in my case it was more like a financial thing of like the business success is riding on or so I thought was riding on me having a big broader audience and so kind of burning the list basically cutting out 70% of my assets, the list we built up, the advertising spent, and uh, just got cutting it right down to start over with FitPros, yep. and a tiny list again. You know, that was the big, that was the thing stopping me. Do you not think that's while. the thing though? Like, when you decide, you have, you, 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 it really is, you either jump forwards or step back. There's, you hesitate, you stop, you plateau, people see it. It was like uh, Yasin was telling me yesterday on our performance call, he said it's, um, you know, this is all measured scientifically on, uh, you either, oh, Adrian Maslow says, you either step, we have a moment of decision in every deci every decision in life, no matter how small or big, you're either about to decide to move into growth or back into pathology. Oh, Which is interesting. They that's used, deep. They used to call it safety. Toxic. They used to be called, you, stay, you take a step back to safety or a step forward to growth. But because safety isn't actually safety, that's no, a misnomer, it's, it's actually Regression. redefined as pathology now, yeah. an illness, yeah. scarcity-mindedness, uh, falseness, not real, illusion. Yeah, 100%. So you're either going to growth and truth, or back to pathology and illusion. I totally get that. I love that because... Which people, society calls safety and security. Well, this is what I love. Like On that note, safety is staying safe and still. But everyone thinks that by staying safe, I will be the same. But we're not. The Earth's aging, we're aging, businesses are growing, everything's moving forward. Growing so if dying. you stop you're, and you think you're the same a year down the line, you're actually not. You're, you're in a worse no, position no. than you were. <laughs> exactly. So 
Yeah, I think that's the amazing thing. Like, as soon as you start changing the way you view, well, that, the biggest thing for me is that when you start changing the way you view things and you view things for what they actually are, including yourself, then it just it changes the dial completely. Absolutely, it's everything. Barriers. And we're the, and we're the first generation doing this as well, so it's going to be. Ner- a lot of people are going to be nervous about this and hesitant to make the jump because it feels right, but we're the first generation actually doing it. Thanks totally. to the internet, which has allowed anyone to learn new skills, find new passions, create audiences anywhere, build businesses from their bedroom at 12 years old. That has been the massive... The internet has just woken everyone up and said, like, you can do what the fuck you want. Yeah. And we're all a bit like, okay, but what do we do with this, you know? Where everyone is looking for someone else to go first. Yeah. It'd be amazing in the next generation because all a lot of their parents would have like like when Sam is when, well, like, is when he's 20 years old and he's seen us do this kind of stuff like so nonchalant exactly of course you just go online you build an audience on Instagram and you just sell things to them but this is where this is, our grandparents are like an Insta what? the risks Why? change <laughs> so the risks change so the risk used to be capital finance genuine risks yeah. now the risk is personal it's exposure <laughs> I've got to expose myself and the world's either gonna I've got to accept and that, so <laughs> and, people, and people the funny thing is people will burn through hundreds of thousands of pounds of capital of other people's money yeah rather than put themselves out there and do a two minute honest live stream yeah the world's crying ask. out for it now as well isn't it bigger ask but a bit of, bigger reward you know I think that's the space of the minute the world especially what I'm seeing in to be honest every area of, of everything is honesty authenticity integral you know what I mean like so if this is if this is what we term in the social media 2.0, what do you break down as the key components, the, the three, four, five things that make up this uh, structure? For me, at the minute, it's find your thing, be consistent in your thing, <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, and I, I genuinely think people are sick of manipula- manipulation. It, you can't, I think marketing and sales is failing now because everyone's. Um, using manipulate manipulation techniques and what the world's crying out for is real authentic inspiration like someone to genuinely be like look we can actually help you and that's that's the biggest thing I've seen that's what the nourish nourish is that's what we get the biggest feedback on you are real everyone calls me like the real just is the real deal that's what I keep hearing <laughs> over and over again he's the real deal he's the real deal and they put it into practical because I like to put concepts and put them into like practical terms as well but to show that it's, it's not just us theorizing but it's exactly right you've got the old internet which is the web pages your content your funnels um, and then you've got the new internet which is social media and we've just crossed that there's always a, tra- like a there's always like a, a, an overlay as we transition and we, we're going through the end of that overlay now which was you know, the social media has kind of stacked on top of the, the old internet and it's that's why there's been a bit of a mix so you can run Facebook ads Instagram ads Google ads that's where all the traffic say, hey, is hey social people on social media come over here into our web funnels and people are kind of like well okay but now we're coming to the end of that now social is just growing 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 and killing the old stuff it's the end of that transition period now, which is why ad costs are going up across everywhere. Yeah. Well, ad costs are going up if you try and send people back to the old internet. Totally. If it's like, hey, like I said, it's, it's, it, Instagram, Facebook is like the social party, and you're walking in, being like, hey guys, in the cool party, having fun, come back to the old, the old club over here. No. And everyone's like, fuck you, bro. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, before it would have. <laughs> That's definitely a Dean. But now, God's sake, Dean. <laughs> yeah, but now social is finding its feet. And it knows who it is overall. Because that is a combination of all the individual people finding out who they are. Now they're like, yeah, fuck the old internet, bro. I can do a live stream on Insta and pull in 29 sales right now. Or I can influence this many people. I don't need your three-step, nine-day funnels. And that's why that, and then advertising prices just reflect consumer behavior. And consumers are showing social media platforms, no, we don't want to click off Facebook and go to something else. We want to talk, we want to engage, we want to keep the engagement here, we don't want to leave the party. Yeah. And so Facebook's like, okay, we'll reward those advertisers who post more content and advertise content at the party, on the platform, video views, Insta ads. But if you don't yeah. adapt, you die. And this is going to be the biggest shift in online marketing we've seen in about 25 years in the next, over the next two to four, two to four years where, you know, I really theorize like, you know, ad costs are gonna be to, to, to get external traffic, to send people away from social media into your funnels is just gonna flop so hard. And I even, I have, and this is just not, this is just speculation, I, I and I'm usually right about most of these things. I, I have a feeling, I think in about, by about 2021, I have a feeling Facebook ads, I don't know about Instagram because that's still finding its feet, but Instagram ads, which are now They're becoming saturated platform, quick. They were, saturated, they were saturated three years ago, Facebook. Every third post now, but I think and every that, third story. Yeah, Instagram will get there fast. But I think by 2021, I, can, I could put a decent amount of money on betting that I think Facebook will not allow you to do any direct response advertising anymore. Mm. There will be no clicks to websites. I think it's gonna be well, that's only, showing now. only page post engagement. Yeah, so they're the trying platform. to take there. So they're putting the prices up You can now. see that now. I can, I can to discourage people. I think they're just gonna write it off. Oh. And be like, you know what? We don't need oh, shoddy websites. Actually, on that note, on that note um, I was scrolling around today and I found um, Facebook is actually doing web pages. Like the ads now, it's it's its direct funnel. Uh, is it Garrett White? Garrett White or some Jared? Garrett J White. The ClickFunnels guys don't really oh, no. go through ClickFunnels. Um, no, no, that's no, no, no. But it's one of his people who goes and speaks at his events. Right. Just like the man camp be a seal and yeah, that's um, masculinity guy. Yeah. So um, his. So it was a Facebook landing page. Well, like that and, and payment up, gateway. I didn't know that. That backs up my point, right? They're replicating web pages. So you don't need your own. They've yeah. got Facebook Watch, so you don't need YouTube. It was a really good. Um, it was actually quite. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna knock YouTube back to be kept to sit. You know, what they're gonna do is they're gonna keep YouTube squarely as they're gonna knock them back to say you're an S you're a search engine. Yeah. You're not social. Don't get any ideas. Because Google, through Google Plus and YouTube, have tried to push into social platform, and they keep failing. Yeah. So I think YouTube will have a place, but general websites like um, no Facebook are gonna hammer them. Well, yeah. It's starting to show. And I, and I, know, I was, I was even telling people, my clients today. I think, I, I think, Insta, no, stories will become new sales pages. Well, that's happening now. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to say to them, "Hey, go and check out my stories." The new feed. page, sales page. You have a highlighted story for your um, your program or your gym, for example, and you'll click the story and be like, "Here's our gym tour. Here's some pics of our gym. Here's what we do. Here's our team. Here's our results. Here's our call to action." Through story, it's going to be a, it's going to be highlight stories. Going to be the new sales pages. That's they already happened. Um, well, it's kind of a fun like thing as well. Doing this well, it already is. The attention spans dropped of audiences. So, like on Facebook, it's like two to three seconds. Instagram stories, you have less than a second. So you have to have something that's bam. 
noise uh, visual. Catch some like a me, yeah, it's got a stand out. Goal in more for me was like, yeah, you've got, got a second, that quick, bang, bang. Story, it's going to be. What do you do? Tell me in 10 seconds. What have you got? Tell me in 10 seconds. Does it work? Tell me in 10 seconds. What do I do next? Tell me in 10 seconds. I think people don't view, like, what's... If you look at what it's saturated in, it's it's just... People are, get, people are going to get bored of seeing the same thing, so people's click-through rates are a lot different. So even with organic stories now, there's got to be there's got to be some form of, like... Ah! <laughs> that means that, like, you've got so to engage. What do you, what do you think is going to happen then with, like, the swipe-up feature? That's, that goes to a website. we crush it. Our, um, that got swipe up to go to a link, don't you? Yeah, either that. It's the same business now, isn't it? So, so Instagram, Facebook. So will they just hybrid? Yeah. The but how do you see that working? Like, what's a swipe? If let's say my permission comes true and there's no swipe up to go to a website, no, 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 no. you got to keep it on social. What That's what I'm trying to say. The swipe up would go to then. Well, I think it would go to a landing page on the actual platform itself. So, like Facebook have done with the. Uh, Facebook links or straight into a story or, or highlight story reel. I'm trying to think. There's, there's good, I've got some examples of that. That would be native advertising for Instagram stories, right? You have because you have your story reels. Like someone has ten stories in a row. Da, 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 you go through them all. Then you go into the advert, the, the sponsored story, but it's only one block, isn't it? Yeah. So it could be you swipe up to continue the highlight story reel. Yeah. And that can be as long as the person keeps clicking through it. Exactly. And when they click off, then they'll go back to their original story reel they were going through could be that could be anything I think it's kind of amazing I think I always I, was like, I always think are oh, Facebook and Instagram just going to come together stop being two separate entities and just make one super entity no they're, it's, they're, they're, they're two they're different two giants yeah yeah that would be yeah that everyone would do that same as Facebook watch is going to Facebook are going to push that to become its own thing as well yeah to rival you to kick YouTube back to being a search engine I think Instagram's a fun one. Like engage the engagement things keep changing on it now. So like stories, it's now frequency. So every two to three hours, if you're not having a frequent ratio, you won't be seen. So that's now changed. Yeah, a lot of people are noticing their engagements are going down very quick. So on stories, we need to post more um, often every two to three hours. So in- Instagram, the actual main feed. Yeah. So this is again why pers- like branding visual but that you have to be shit hot with your content. So the new rule is, that I've heard, I've not looked into this, but this was from a very reliable source, um, is that it's doing 10%. So as soon as you post within the first two minutes, you get a 10% show to your audience. So 10% of your audience will get shown. Within that, if there's not engagements hit very quick, it will be left That's how Facebook and pushed back down. Yeah. yeah, and then if it goes, I think it's above 1%, Within the first ten percent show, it then opens it up to another ten percent. If it repeats, so you gotta get the timing right then. Yeah. So like, timing's gotta be spot on, pretty much. But that's the thing. Like people, people aren't looking at the fucking numbers. So if you're like at the minute, say one percent engagement for a post for your audience is good. So if you get that, you're you're going to grow. So if your content's not meeting that, you've got to look at your content and go right. (laughs) Do you know what? Do you the best question I ever ask people? First, before we're whilst we're on this topic, look at your own social media and go, would you, do, A, do you inspire yourself and would you buy from you? The immediate audit. And every single time I've done that, people go, shit, no. Like, is the message clear? No. If I, do, you've got two seconds of my valuable attention and time, get me. I'm normally going to look at your visuals. And the majority of the time, it's poor visuals. Like, you, does that make sense? So if you look at, like, say, for example, our wall now, it's, it's just us. It's like, inspiring words audio and that's it you get a clear immediate 
view of our values, what we're about. And that, that's the big thing there. And I think when people realize that, it then steps up their own game. And then you've got to keep realizing like, what, what is working? What are my people listening to? And I think this is where it's a dangerous game. And I think this is where it affects people's mental health is they'll create the content to their audience and then grow and hate the content. So I think it's realize what you want to do first, what you want to keep putting out for and keep optimizing well, I think, that. Well, yeah, I get what you mean. I think it's a bit hard though, because I know that trap people fall into, they mm. outgrow their content because they had beliefs from before. Yeah. That's just why I tell people never build a business around a tactic. Yeah. Only a philosophy, which might, which the tactic will change. Like, so I don't think anyone should ever um, make a business around, you know, uh, I don't know, what's really tactical, like making a podcast, right? Because, How well, did you know? <laughs> well, you know, if you're, well, I don't mean, I, mean, I don't mean um, doing a pod, I mean, like, if you're teaching, here's how, you need, you need a podcast to make money, and I'll help you make a podcast, if that's what your tactic. Yep. Like, like with webinars it's happening now, all the guys, oh, yeah, or the that. big, how to make a webinar funnel, are all fucked right now. Because now the traffic yeah, it came and went really. Because now the well, because it only worked because Facebook ad traffic was so cheap six years ago. Now Facebook ads are six hundred percent higher. None of their clients are getting results now and can't afford to even run that. They're all selling off their businesses. Uh, I've seen worse, that with quite a few. Big names. But worse, they're all advertising the same shit that they know doesn't work anymore. Um, well, it works, but it doesn't work for the budget their audience has. It's so dependent on being a certain three-year period of of, the, of history with a certain ads budget based on certain platforms working. Yeah, um, you know, and that's how most of them made their money today. They had a webinar funnel going into a high-ticket offer, which they started running ads for after 2015, 2014, 2017, 18, where you could get you know three dollars a web webinar registrant, and they just make money easily. And they've all made these high six-figure businesses, well, jobs, with with no back-end structure, no lifetime value, and now they're not paying three dollars a lead; they're paying ten dollars a lead. Yeah. So imagine when your biggest supplier suddenly says the biggest thing you need to fuel your business, which is advertising, has now gone up over four times more. That just wipes your business out straight away. Yeah. Imagine an alcohol supplier like in a bar, and they get uh, all their beer at, 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 at you know 50 euros a keg, and now Keo says, right, now it's 250 a keg. Game over. They're like, well, we're bankrupt now. That's not how it's not our problem. That's what Facebook are doing, right? And so you're going to see such a fallout this year from all those guys that based it on that one tactic and advertised via one tactic and didn't cover the downsides. Well, this is... this the, and, they're on on the that old, note, and they're on the old internet. If you stayed on one platform as well. Yeah. So if you're... You know what I mean? But they're on the old internet too. They're not even building on uh, social, you know? Most of my sales now, like, yeah, we don't do any live web like webinars and stuff like that. Most of our sales come from live events, which I think offline is fantastic as well. Or social live streams it's, it's jumping back it's and all jumping back stuff. it's had its thing people have got tired bored realise it's messing with the mental health people are jumping back but then again when I was saying back to the whole like authenticity thing if you look two people that are doing it really well JP Sears and Frank Kern Frank Kern with his ads because as soon as you see them it's hey I've retargeted you hope you don't mind but I'm now going to try and he's just Honesty. honest honest and I watch him I sit there and go <laughs> perfect JP Sears I'm going to sell this to you but it will actually help you. And you, like, people, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like people have just got so clear cut with it all. And I've always followed Frank Kern because he's one of the, most, the biggest geniuses in marketing. But he's he's a, what, he's a genius because he acts like he isn't. But he yeah, is. but he's funny. He's just, he's like, even though I, I'm like, if I see sponsored ads now, I'm like, 
no, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Like, I'm, I'm bored of them. But he's nailed it. Like, from the word go, it's, yep, I've retargeted it. And you're just like, yeah, I'm going to listen. Because yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that catches Or some me. people will say, like, oh, I'm paying to sponsor this message to you because it's so important. <laughs> but why have we, why has the, why have... Oh, I think the best way to do that, though, is like what we've been doing is we just target, we just do content advertising. So we just promote content. Like yeah. one of my regular posts as well, organically. We'll promote that with a killer headline of like, you know, three things you need to know about X. And what really gets it for us, people will read it because of a good headline, because it, it taps into a pain point they're looking for, and they can see it's not a direct promo. They can see there's content in it. But what really gets it for us is when they read the bottom, then they start expecting a call to action. Okay, like, yeah, this is good, but they're going to pitch me into a webinar or something now, aren't they? And they get the bottom, and there's no call to action. It just stops. So you look there's no, for the call no, to we action. Don't image, we don't even put an image on there. It's just literally like a native Facebook post. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you didn't pitch me anything. And we're like, no. Just just, enjoy, then, just have it. Then you go looking. If it's interest, yeah. then they go and do the work. Yeah, well, they'll, or they'll share it. Or they'll share the content, too, because they don't mind sharing it, because... They don't like sharing something if it's a pitch because it's going to lower their yeah. status. But if there's pure value and no pitch, they'll share it to their friends. <laughs> that's what that's what I love about the American market. Like, the this is what I love actually about looking at the psychology and the different like in different countries and like in America, if you've not if you're not selling to them, <laughs> they, they like get offended. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like they expect it. Whereas in England, if you, it's just like nope. Oh. <laughs> so it's a fun. It's fun how it. Or, but I think this is the thing. Like you've got to. You've got to become the architect of everything. I think that's the biggest thing at the minute, is when you start realising all these little things, where your audience is, where your strength lies, you fly. Prime example was um, that social influ influencer we were speaking to yesterday. Like, she, on YouTube, Camille. Oh, right. So, looking through everything, her highest performing um, rates on everything was YouTube. Outperformed everything by nearly 600%. Did she but know she, that, though? No, she didn't know. But, and that's what she loves doing. But she'd gone where the audience had gone. So she started doing things she wasn't like, well, she does like, but she was going for less impactful content. So what she could have done was like have her YouTube as the core and led the traffic to that. So yeah. she wasn't- Or repurposed from YouTube. Yeah. But it was like going from 600% engagement rate to 2%. <laughs> it was 2%. So this was outperforming what was on there, driving growth up, and this one it was going down. So it was, it was bonkers. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get into, the, into teaching the bigger companies about this stuff. And yeah, everyone keeps saying that. <laughs> but this is what I'm trying to say. Like a lot of people don't under, understand the importance of attention, and it's it's harder now to get. And I, I always feel like I sound like Gary Vee about this, but it is true. Like the power of good visual content is massive. Like you've got to really really understand. Who's who's holding that phone? And how like, they're holding in, it? And, yeah. And in what fucking hand? Yeah. And what their thumb looks like? Like, dude, even um, captions. And how, the, how, the <laughs> tendons, you know I mean? how the tendons in their thumbs look like? You gotta know, like. So, if it's corporate, you'll get more swipe ups if you have signature text. So, if you're on LinkedIn using right. memes and text like that, but it's all in squiggles and fancy. They oh, prefer wow. a stricter font. <laughs> so, can you remember when the Google thing was? We, we elevated our blue pitch of the link click by, I think it was 0.2 millifractions of a percentage into a different shade of blue, and it, it drove millions of pounds. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's, that's it, it's getting to that micro thing now. Well, of course, the bigger the scale is, obviously, the more it does make a difference. Massive. But yeah, I think 
Anyway, going back to the whole social thing, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. It, it's like everything in life, every area. It starts with you. Know you, know your message, and speak it, even if your voice shakes, and then optimize it. What worked, optimize it. What content worked, can I go longer former with it again, repurpose it. That's it. That is it, I really do. I'm quite interested actually, whilst we're talking about Instagram, my head's going nuts on conversation tactics here, I'm not even on a coffee, but um, I, something's happened, so I'm seeing Instagram Live has made its second comeback this week, so I'm not quite sure what's happened, but everyone seems to be now hitting that hard, so I think because it's allowed, it's becoming a newer YouTube, so maybe they're trying to go for that audience. But then Facebook, they're trying to kick the fuck out of YouTube. So I think that's how they're doing it. That's the biggest enemy. So um, yeah, I think that's what's happening is at the minute. If you just remember that, and that's what's happening like a few years ago. Remember, YouTube is Facebook's biggest enemy. And that's why you can't attention. get it across. Yeah. So anything YouTube are doing, like Facebook, need to do the same. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what the second coming is. And that's why on YouTube, you're going to do better when you stick to longer videos. That's ah, why. that might explain because YouTube mm. is not so. YouTube is a how-to information platform, yep. or it should become if it knows what's good for it. So, because again, it's the psychology, like you said, right? If I'm scrolling Instagram, I don't want a fucking twenty-minute tutorial video how to do something. But if I want that, I'll find it on YouTube, and I will sit down, block off Instagram, and watch twenty minutes how to meditate, how to get more clients, how to build a social media plan. You know, I am going to do that. And that's why Arby doesn't YouTube are going to like... I've just had an amazing idea it. that I'm going to implement on this conversation. So that's, why, <laughs> that's how we start. We put all our videos, our two, three hour live event videos, high quality on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, because they measure all stick rate. That's all they do is by stick rate. That's how they judge their, you know, whereas if Facebook and Instagram are who gets the quick attention first, it'll boost it. YouTube is who's going to stay longest. And but is that two different audiences? And they all drive all their own because they have this search engine. Yeah. So you don't have to get traffic on YouTube. That's everyone's mistake. They think you have to get your own traffic. No, no, it's a search engine. Like Google, it has its own traffic. It just needs to know can we give can they get good stuff from you and stick watching you for a long time and they'll send all their traffic to you. YouTube's YouTube's actually got quite a powerful thing on it as well because you can SEO optimize it. A lot of people don't realise that. So you can drive audiences quick with if and you're with good writing, <laughs> I've been I've been optimizing YouTube videos for like seven years now. Yeah, uh, and locally as well because people don't realize a YouTube video can rank within an hour. A web page can't because Google they can't crawl through a video. Yeah, so you can put any video you want and and rank it for keywords through text and it shows up number one. We've done a local area for for our gyms, so we just made like a string of like two minute videos. Each one around, you know, personal trainer in sight in Paphos or fitness boot camp London, um, and then we'd go around and we we do like a three prong SEO strike. We have direct keywords first, like personal trainer or whatever it is you're looking for. Then we would do a second tier one, and we do like health clubs in the area, yoga instructors in the area, and we don't act, and we and we just make articles or videos about the topic. So we did one which crushed it really well. It was like we made about. Um, a video keyword optimized for health clubs in Paphos, the area. Yeah. And the video was actually about, you know, what the health clubs in Paphos don't want you to know about. And they're ripping health clubs and how they're taking your money <laughs> and not going to give you results. <laughs> yeah. We did for yoga, and we were like, the video is about, is yoga really good for back pain? 
Yeah. And of course, we say like probably isn't. You should do functional training instead at our boot camp. But it, it just, and we're capturing because no one else does it. We're capturing all their search terms. Exactly. And then we go into salons. And, and then, you know, women, our audience of women are searching for beauty and hair salons, and we'd interview the salons. Hey, can you give us three health beauty tips to give to our audience exactly. of women? We make the video because they're not doing SEO. But beauty salon in Paphos gives three tips, yep. which comes back to our channel and links to our bootcamp links. And we were just sucking in all this traffic. But you know your audience. That's it. Like, if you don't know your audience, you are fucked. Well, they're siphoning attention. You like know you said, yeah. Siphoning attention. Not just in our product, but second or third degree stuff they're looking for too. And you can just keep... That's where JV's. JV's, like, who affiliates with. Like you were saying then, if you know your audience, you can attach, even though it, it might be like health and fitness, but like... What fashion bloggers don't want you to know about the fitness like you can yeah. there's so many different points to entry that people just aren't utilizing what daycare nurseries in town should you go to yeah. the fitness pros have interviewed one of them and tell you right and then yeah and, and uh, yeah it's, it's this is what i'm really excited when the nourish pin drops with all of this now knowing what i know now i'm that's why I think, I think it's good to be good if you start really teaching it more to people because when you teach it more, you'll clarify it even more for yourself then. Yeah. And go, well, like, just, just in this conversation. It's easier to give it to other people because you haven't got the resistance of your own stuff. You're like, oh, you should do this. And you go, oh, I should do that too. <laughs> that's, that's good actually. I'm going to do that for myself. Just speaking then about Instagram TV, I've just had an amazing idea. Like, I'm just like, holy shit, why have we not done that? So, so when you're um, teaching others, you're getting paid to get ideas. Bro. I think this is just something that I've, I've always been passionate about this stuff. Like, I love people. I love understanding people. And I love, like, it's the communication aspect for it for me. I love, like, the, the art of communication. It's massive. But again, in business, people have these amazing products and they're not getting noticed because they don't know how to speak, who to speak to. In fact, they don't even know themselves. <laughs> so it just doesn't work. So they've got this amazing gift to share that might be able to change lives. Could be a, a famous song or poetry. And they just don't know how to get it out the forgotten art of communication and maybe that starts with the forgotten art of communicating with yourself holy yeah. shit always start to yourself isn't it you know, so. always always I think definitely the biggest game changer for us that. like for me doing what we did so young and then going through that transition that's been the biggest game changer for me but yeah I know you know like we even with uh, Facebook and YouTube, we're dialing in. But with Instagram, I've got like a ton of stuff. I've got to, I've got to pick your brains on and learn from you to dial that in. We <laughs> um, and, and the whole, and then integrating the whole all of them together. Can you remember when I was sat at the when we were at the mastermind? That uh, we, what we've done is all of our businesses now have a bible, and it's it's pretty much eighteen solid pages of our message and our audience and it's been dissected to even like the, with yoga stuff like who are is that audience looking at like mrs hinch okay how do we get them in front of a cleaning lady who household names like and it's just going into so much like even with the language as well like what are the key words that those people like are actually after yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, has to, everyone eventually has to fold over to this way of thinking. Even like copywriters, you know, I've a lot of copywriters today and they're still clinging to like, you know, I'll write you a 30-page sales letter. And it's like... You no try and get me with 30 days of... I'm gone no. after two minutes. No one's... You have to... It's like you can't pull... You can't keep pulling people away from social. It's just too big. Yeah. You have to adapt your copywriting on social media. 
you have to give me a 15 second message now not a 30 page one exactly and if you can't do that you're extinct like the dinosaurs I think this is that's a big thing um, if you look at the audience that a lot of people are trying to attract now even long form copy if not wrote well will not get eyes so like it really is like the fight for attention you have to be so tuned in with like keeping people glued and you, you are right in what you're saying like like you were saying with these 30 day things, someone sent me something through, it's like, hey, it's great that you're in our audience. Here's, I don't know, like 60 pages of something that's gonna help you. I was like, this is an amazing thing, but I am not gonna sit for 60 pages. No. But this, um, who was speaking about it the other day? Like, the, I think the best, what was it, getting, in, getting into businesses now and actually getting that attention is, go and do something small for free. I've seen this work really well and some horrendously, but don't create work for the people who you want, actually help them. Like, yeah. here's, just do this and it works. But I did see someone do that from the fitness industry to an influencer. And they, they sent, they sent, they sent um, quite a big name. And they'd already done like a nutrition plan, a big like booklet ready for them in a training program. And they took it the wrong way. So it was like, okay, so this person's calling you fat and he took these weight. So I was like, right, maybe be a little bit smarter with your approach on that. Yeah. And they're not appreciating that person's time because they're not appreciating their own time. No. Because if you've got the time to sit and write a 40 page fucking book, you're not taking your own time seriously. And that, that's how it starts with yourself. If you don't understand time consumption, that time is getting more and more valuable for people. That's why attention spans are getting shorter. And people are getting smarter. Yeah. Like, and so, especially and with this free time. spiritual awakening movement happening now. People are very, very tuned into everything. People have more time. They either have more freedom based jobs, or they've lost their jobs and they've got more free time. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone's getting more time and that's why they're all consuming so much to fill that time yep. and that's why if you can if you fill that consumption time with a message that empowers them to be a producer of their own message you're filling a big big gap in the world definitely, definitely. you're saying you're a consumer now but let me help you find your voice to become a producer oh, and we I all become this. messengers and producers then do you know uh, Myron Golden no Amazing guy, he's done a video. Um, Stephen Summers sent me a video of, I was sending you after this, it's like the four spiritual needs of value and finances. And it was it was all on this topic, and it was like the third level, which usually will earn people the, more, the most, is when they find their message and speak it. So for example, mi minimum wage, will, you will get paid for muscle, so what you can do, technician. And it was, um, the next step from that for finance and value was how you can lead people, but you will hit a barrier. Yeah. The third of elevating finances was communication. So being able to stand authentically and speak, like actors, singers, influencers, being able to speak a solid message and engage. Um, and what was the fourth one? The fourth one was like money and knowledge. So it was the investor. So it was like, do you know who you speak about? Yeah. And so, solo, entree. It was yeah. that, but in a biblical sense. Biblical. So he actually got that from the Bible. Oh. So, so he replicated something. It was like the, yeah. So it was the four levels of value and finances. No, but the, he's, yeah. he's the guy who wrote Trash Man to, to Wealth Man. Right. So Homeless Trash Man oh, to, yeah. to um, multi, multi-millionaire. Yeah, there's a lot of parallels in that. Like I, I usually say, like, you know, it's, um, you go from get technician lowest level, you get paid for what you do, to then being a strategist, getting paid for how you think. Yep. Or there's a celebrity level, you get paid for who you are. 
but the thing that I was trying to get at there is it took it took to the third level of growth to find you and your voice. So you go through the first two levels yeah, unknowingly before it takes off and you have to stand yeah. and it's, it's speak if your voice shakes. And that's how society's set up, isn't it? Society's set up to not let you see the two and three levels, but to only look at the level one. Do you not think this is the exciting thing about the way the world's going? Like, do you ever want to back to the internet? The internet has allowed people to see demonstrations of level two and three. Yeah. And they go, oh, wow, I, I can do that then. Dude, do you know what excites me? This probably shouldn't excite me, but do you know everyone's moaning about Brexit in England? I'm sorry that I'm, I'm that being a, a dick conversation now. Is that still happening? But well, that's I not, it was called off. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not sure. But I thought you, they got bored of the idea. I, I, I have to stop paying attention. But what what I what I'm loving about this and the way that the world's going is that isn't the actual issue here. The actual issue is Brexit. Yeah, for the older generations. But what what people aren't realising that the youth. The next generations are waking up. They don't give a fuck about the system, the content, the construct anymore. Yeah. They can see that they can like. Do you know what? I don't need anyone. you anymore. I can go and sit on a beach, right? Do what I love, <laughs> and have a really happy life. Yeah. And I think that's the bigger problem. We're not setting up for this new wave. Yeah, but it's okay because they're gonna. It's gonna. They're gonna set themselves up. That's where yeah. real evolution comes from, is the current system does not provide for the new system. Collapse. It can't be created from within. The new people have to cause a revolution yeah. and create their own system. Or is it construct? So I'm, when I see like we're not setting up for that, I'm like totally okay with that because they would do a bad job of it anyway. They couldn't. They're doing. They can't set, you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it. It's Einstein, right? So it's like with the politics, like uh, Russell Brand was saying a few years back on the political system, he's like, I'm not gonna vote. They're like, oh, why? I'm sure if you vote for one who has the better ideas. He's like, no, you can't create a new alternative from the thinking of the current alternatives, no matter how progressive they sound. It has to be a batch of people have to start over from scratch and create a new alternative themselves yep. and pull the people across. You can't you can't get it's, there from there. It's leading through affirmation and not action. Yeah. Yeah, You've got to be pure creation from scratch. And so, yeah, this, this is now the end of this generation now, and they're going to waffle on about Brexit and it'll affect them until they die but then the new people are just we're out they're building on social everyone's stuck in Brexit but no so, everyone's social out. media is a system for the new generation it's already done and mobile is it's, it's already there that's what excites me Apple, Google, Amazon are building the future not the government and Disney by the looks of things they're getting, well, they're gearing up ready to pull a few big moves well Disney are a different story yeah but yeah. so yeah you know your, your Apple, Disney, Facebook, Google they are setting up, they have set up the systems and we're already on them. This is your new pension plan, the mobile it really phone, is. it's not, there's no... If you are happy exposing yourself, putting yourself out there, mm -hmm. finding your voice. But again, I, I, I'm optimistic, I think over the next couple of decades, you know, a lot of people are going to be, it only takes a critical mass, Yeah. Uh, a small percentage to reach critical mass, when 1% of the population start sharing that way. You get the what is called the, the the 13th monkey theory. You've heard that, right? Tipping point. You know that the, the psychology test where the 12th monkey thing comes from? No. So they've put they've done, they've done this with humans and monkeys first, right? They put a bunch of like monkeys on a new island. Yeah. Uh, they've these monkeys never been to this island, never been in this ecosystem ever before, and they give them these like coconuts. And if they want to eat, the monkeys have to break open the coconut. And they, these monkeys never experienced coconuts before, right? <laughs> 
And so one of the monkeys, after like 10 days, finally figures out how to find a rock and break open the coconut. Yeah. And they've got, they've got these monkeys like all over the island, right? Um, and then the one does it, then the others start learning who are in that monkey's group. Yeah. And what happens then is, when, about, when a certain percentage of that one group of monkeys, when it, when it got critical mass, like about, I think it was about 200 or 300 of those monkeys in that one habitat, yeah. figured out how to open the coconut. Immediately, all the other monkeys on different parts of the island all suddenly started doing the same thing. So and, they did it, point. and then they did it with humans, where, with like psychological tests, right? So as soon as one group of people start doing it, it's like it taps into the overall field. Look at and vegan, everyone just picks the up the same movement, ideas. Prime example. Yeah. And you one person, now so everyone I know is doing So when enough, they say like, the same, when enough people do that thing, it kind of permeates through the field. And other people, people don't want to be different, do they? Other people, but no, it's I'm not. But, but don't, no, this, this has people didn't know what these people were doing. They did, like the monkeys didn't know what the other monkeys were doing. It wasn't an influence thing. Hmm. Their brainwaves just picked up and learnt the knowledge as if it was downloaded to them. Oh, right. Because enough of one group started doing it, hmm. that suddenly they could all do it. And it was the same with this, like, um, uh, mind, te mind test they did with humans. They had one group of humans doing this, like, uh, really, like, logical mindset test. And only when one group of people started actually doing it right, the other groups started suddenly getting the answers right, too. Yeah. So it's like when it crosses a threshold of enough people, everyone picks up the information and knows how to do something. Like scientists who get, um, you know, people, scientists are trying to come up with a breakthrough on something for years and years and years, and then when one scientist gets the answer, suddenly 10 more scientists around the world get the answer at the same time. And so they, they, they're, they're proven that when enough people think that way, everyone else will just get it too. Do you know, um, yeah, I was listening to an Aubrey Marcus podcast on my flight out and it was on about this. It was like, there's so many doctors and researchers who have done amazing things, but they sat on the research until someone takes the leap forwards mm. and goes, oh, it's now okay. So they we sat on, yeah. Afraid of exposing themselves again. Exactly, right? exactly. And it was saying, basically, a lot of this research doesn't come out until they die. So they sat on 70 years worth of advancement in all these industries. It takes 17 years, on average, for information to reach the mainstream. Shocking, isn't it? Especially now in a world where information can take less than seconds. Yeah. And impact millions. Right. So it should be faster, but for it to really... Like, look where, like, yoga and spirituality now is in the mainstream culture. Is really like 17 years ago the message started coming out about it. Hashtag spiritual. And so the things we're talking about now on this high level that most people don't get, in 20 years from now we'll be at the mainstream level, and so that's why I'm I'm optimistic because it's gonna be they can't censor it anymore. The internet Nothing is like you know it's you exposed. ain't gonna censor Facebook and Google and Apple. <laughs> like nope, nope. It's too much money and too much money in not censoring it. As soon as it's on there, it's on. There, now the it? economic model has shifted, so there's more money in not censoring it. I mean, I'm not seeing these corporations that they're, they're not evil, they're not good, they're just following the money. Yeah. Say, if there's more money in helping people, we'll help people strategically to get the money. Yep. So that's, what, that's what's happening now. And uh, it's going to be a good time going forward.